Welcome to the Highview Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church. Uh, I'm your host, Tyler Sweat, the pastor of Connection and Community at Highview Church. And right now, I'm joined with Pastor Josh Hildebrandt. Uh, Josh, how's uh, how's it going, man? You still surviving quarantine? Yeah, man. We're uh, we're sticking together as a family, um, eating a whole lot and, uh, and enjoying it. It's... Uh, some of the rhythms of quarantine life I really enjoy, and some mm. of the rhythms are <laughs> I'm ready to break free of. But yes. you know, overall we're doing really good. We're blessed, and and um, you know, glad that uh, that the Lord is good even mm. through uh, difficult seasons. And you know, really just um, thinking uh, there's so many different pockets of people that are affected in different ways. And um, you know, we've been blessed. Um, you know, my wife's job and my job is kind of stayed secure through this and, mm-hmm. and just thinking about those people that are struggling and, and, and you yeah. know, wanting uh, to be able to, to be there and be a help to them and praying for them. And yeah, man, um, our family is doing well. And, and so, mm-hmm. how about your family? That's good. Uh, yeah, things have been uh, becoming more normal, I guess, which is a good thing, but also not a good thing. I don't want this to be my normal forever, uh, but know. I'm figuring it out, kind of getting a little more structured. Um, I've, I've learned about myself that if I don't have some type of structure built, um, even though I tend to pull against structure, I like to have a little more of yeah. kind of a free time, you know, kind of uh, just flow of consciousness approach to working. Uh, if I don't structure that a little bit, though, um, I just get all kind of all over the place and don't accomplish yeah. anything. So yeah. I've been trying to figuring out, been trying to figure out what those rhythms need to be right now, uh, but just really hoping that we can get back to the regular work schedule and look look who's with us joining the stream it is pastor Yay. chad how's it going man what's up guys very cool well, we are uh we're here recording uh our episode of the highview podcast live on facebook as well so welcome to everybody that's joining us on facebook uh we are uh, glad to be able to still produce stuff like this. And today on the podcast, uh, before we before we jump in, I want to know how Pastor Chad's doing. How, how have you been doing today? I know you've been busy. No? <laughs> Laundry room. <laughs> not a good not a good day, I guess. All right. Well, we'll we'll skip we'll skip Pastor Chad. We'll let him uh, talk to a therapist later. And uh, we'll... it's been good. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, well, today on the episode of. Uh, the podcast, we are uh, going to be c- concluding our episode series through our core commitments uh, of Highview Church. We have 10 of them that we've been talking about for the last several months uh, over the course of this podcast. And so today we're going to be discussing our 10th core commitment, which is a commitment to excellence in all things. Uh, and we define that by saying that we aim to glorify God in all that we do. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to start this conversation with, with kind of a general question. Um, I, I think if you look at the rest of our uh, commitments as a church, I mean, everything from being gospel centered to, to right. trusting in the authority of scripture to being a covenantal community, all of those things are explicitly Christian things. Uh, so first I wanted to start with why do we include excellence or a commitment to excellence in our list of, of core commitments at Hybe Church? Why is that important to us? Yeah, um, I think that's a good question to ask, um, you know, because um, uh, we want to put excellence in the right headspace and we want to think about it rightly because excellence can become an idol. 
right? You know, and, mm. and we want to we want to think about it rightly. I think when I think about why we did it, it's I can think of three main reasons really. Um, one is a stewardship issue, right? So we as Christians understand that the stuff that we have, whether it be our possessions or whether it be our gifts, they're really not ours. They really belong to the Lord. And, you know, Matthew 25, the parable of the talents, um, you know, the uh, the master responded to, to those three different workers in different ways, depending on how they used what they had with certain levels of excellence. So it's a stewardship issue. Another thing is it's a loving thing to do. Um, I think of um, like yesterday, I was uh, thinking about supper for the, for the family and Beth was doing some work and I knew I had to cook supper. So one of the thoughts was I'm tired. Yeah. Peanut butter and jelly, you know, that's, that's what's going to happen. And then I thought, well, you know, I could just take a little bit of time and try to make this meal with as much excellence as I can. And, um, and as I do that, it's a loving thing to do. My family was blessed by me doing my best with something, right? So it's a stewardship issue. It's a loving thing to do. Another thing, it's a theological issue. Um, you know, first uh, Corinthians, what 1031, uh, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. And so, um, yep. you know, I think when we think about those three things together, we see that excellence is really an important aspect of the Christian life. It's in how we manage what God has given us. It's in how we love those around us. And it's in how we um, bring glory to God, who, you know, which is really the, the end of, of everything that we do. So um, those are, um, I think, three reasons that I think of of why we would include it in you know, a list of what really matters to us. Right. That's good. Yeah, I think that's... Um I think it's really true. Uh, and the co- a few verses that we looked at, you bring Pastor Chad back in here. Um, the, the few things that we looked at as we were writing these, um, the verse you just mentioned, absolutely. First Corinthians 10, uh, whatever you eat, whatever uh, you eat or drink or whatever you do, uh, do all right. to the glory of God. And of course that informs our little uh, explanatory uh, phrase there at the end. Um, and just the idea that we are, we are called, as you said, I agree to steward everything we've been given for not just personal selfish ends and goals, um, but we are given every day as a gift to to live in light of the truth that we believe about who God is and who he's calling us to be. And, and I think that does make this idea of excellence, although it's kind of nebulous, and we'll talk a little bit more about what we mean by that or how we define excellence. Um, it makes that a worthy pursuit because ultimately we believe that God does everything with excellence. Right. And so we're aiming to be like him as, as well. I think that's another reason why we included that. Uh, Chad, what, what are some thoughts you have? What are the reasons that we included uh, a pursuit of excellence in our list of core commitments? Uh, some of it, you know, Josh kind of hit it, hit at and mentioned a little bit, but um, no one was more excellent than Jesus. Like, period. Um even his, you know, on, on the cross, his uh, it is finished statement uh, is a completion of a task given by the Father to secure our salvation. I mean, ev- everything about his life was perfectly, um, it might not be excellent by what some of the world would de- determine as excellence. Because, um, you know, the Son of Man uh, has no place to lay his head. And, uh, you know, th- those kind of those kind of scriptures come to mind. Uh, but it was true excellence. Uh, and so Christ is 
um, excellence in human flesh. He is exactly what God set out um, to have humanity reflect and be. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's a really important piece. I don't know if we think about Jesus enough when we think about excellence, and that's really unfortunate because mm-hmm. we're human beings and he's the most excellent human being. Uh, and so um, in his mission, in its execution, uh, in its timing, everything about Jesus, even all the way from um, his entry into time and space, when the fullness of time had come, like everything about Jesus was excellent. And yeah. uh, so I think it's it's important if we're going to be like Jesus, we have to think in, in that way. He Every every step was intentional. He couldn't be knocked off course. Um, he was someone who was consistently, people were trying to, hey, you, you don't really need to go to Jerusalem. You don't, re-, but he kept his eyes on Jerusalem. I mean, there, there's just this uh, intentionality, this focus, and this commitment to achieve exactly what he set out to achieve that is yeah. so powerful uh, to me. And, and I just think it, it's something that um, we should want to emulate um, if we're going to be followers of Jesus. And, and he should be our standard of excellence, not some secular business book as much as I like yeah. reading. Uh, I like reading secular stuff, too. But um, but that can't be the ultimate standard. And so um, I know excellence is a little bit in the eye of the beholder. But uh, but Jesus objectifies what excellence looks like, as opposed yeah. to objective opinion of what's good or what's not. That's good. Um, I kind of uh, I don't know if if we've mentioned this verse yet, but Colossians three seventeen, uh, where he, Paul tells those believers that whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. And I think that kind of hits on. What, what you were saying as well is Amen. this idea that whatever we do, uh, whether it's actions, words, attitudes, um, if we are believers in Jesus, needs to be worthy of being, you know, wearing the Jesus brand, like having that, his name as the banner of our activity and our words, our deeds, like that needs to be um, yeah. worthy of bearing his name. Um, yeah. So we need to do it in his name with uh, a certain uh, aim, a certain intention. Um, so, but I want to clarify for our listeners and, and for anybody watching now, um, kind of how we define excellence. How, how do we talk about excellence? And specifically this question, is there a difference between excellence and perfection um, as mm-hmm. just a general? So I want to throw this to you guys. Uh, what are some ways we talk about excellence as a staff, as a church? And then um, hit, hit us with your answer to this question. Yeah, I, I think there's absolutely a difference between excellence and perfection. I hope so, because if there's not, then there's only ever been one example of excellence. All right, Jesus was perfection. He was perfect as well, right? And so yeah. he lived his life with excellence um, and, uh, and and perfection. You know, he, he did what his father told him to do. He obeyed and and um, and he fulfilled all righteousness, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, but perfection Although it's a very positive term, it actually has a negative connotation for us, the imperfect, because it's something that we can never achieve, right? And we know that. No one's perfect, save God, right? No one's perfect but, but Jesus. And so, um, and the thought of being a perfectionist, that's a negative, mm-hmm. that's not a positive term. Yeah, but the true. thought of being a person of excellence is a very positive term. And so I, I think... Um, you know, 
one maybe example to distinguish between the two is just to think of music, right? Um, and, and people mm -hmm. that play their instrument. Ask yourself, who's a perfect musician? I don't know if you can find one. Ask yourself who's an excellent musician. You could find lots of those. That's and good. what that That's means is not that they never make a bad note. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. that they never, you know, they're always at the standard that it could never be any higher than that. But yeah. it means that they approach music in a way that people sit back and say they manage that well. They do that well. They're, they're, yeah. not, they're not cutting corners with it. They love this. Their heart's in it. Mm -hmm. And so when I think of excellence and I think of perfectionism, like excellence, it, it's not it, it represents what we think about something. It represents what we believe has value. Um, you know, it goes back to those those three things I said, stewardship and love and a theological thing. Um, mm -hmm. So there's definitely a difference between excellence and you know perfection and and it you know chad said it earlier it, it looks different for different people um yeah you know perfectionism is really about being the best excellence isn't about being the best it's about taking what you have and doing the best with what you have the mm -hmm. absolute best that's good and, God, yeah. and his word says that if you do that if you're faithful with small things i'll give you give you more and so what you usually see with a person that practices excellence is they become the best in their field. They grow until they reach that point, mm -hmm. um, whether it's excellence in you know, being a husband or excellence in your workplace or in an instrument or whatever the case may be. Um, practicing excellence doesn't mean perfection. It just means that um, you're giving your heart into what you're doing. You believe that it's, it's valuable. Um, you believe that it serves others. Um, so, mm -hmm. yeah, there's just a, a few thoughts that come to my mind about the distinction between the two. I think it's an important distinction to make. Yeah, that's a that's an incredible uh, analogy for for that. And I think really helpful for me. I do have a very uh, specific question for Chad. Um, is that grilled cheese sandwich excellence, excellent or perfect? Excellent. Good, good. So was it the perfect? No, cheese? no. You're, you're that, that episode of Parks and Rec mm. where uh, where Andy's like one of his goal and one of his bucket list items was. To make the perfect grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, yeah. It's and unattainable. He makes it, <laughs> he makes it and he, he serves it to her. And he, she, how, how is it? And she says, it's pretty good. He goes, got to start all over. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that's it, though. If you're, if you're pursuing perfection, mm. you yeah. can't start over. If you're pursuing excellence, job well mm. done. And keep mm. going. I mean, really, that's what it's that's, that's good. That's good. Full disclosure, I have not eaten all day. And mm. uh, so if you're listening to this, I was throwing down on a grilled cheese sandwich, um, yeah. and uh, and I, I've been on call. I've been on calls all day long, so I'm just here, mm -hmm. guys, having it's a good fantastic. time, trying to trying to talk about excellence. Um, so, <laughs> so um, I, I agree with jo I agree with Josh said. I mean, I think uh, mm -hmm. obviously perfection is the unattainable apex of excellence, um, and it's 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 supposed to be that way. Um, mm. Jesus again is perfection uh, in human flesh, um, and so um, excellence is is just as much about uh, purpose and just mm. as much about um, uh, the way in which you do something as it is what you do. Yeah. So yeah. so it's not it's not just did we win? Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I don't know if you guys saw it. Uh, I know Josh is a big sports fan, but. 
uh, there's a documentary uh, on uh, on ESPN about the the '90s Bulls and Michael Jordan. Yeah, baseball uh, last dance, and uh, and uh, the first two parts came on this past Sunday night. It was really fan. It, it, I mean, it was really good. I, I mm. some language, but it, it, it was it's pretty good. And uh, the uh, but you see a person who's just like the only thing he cares about is winning. Mm-hmm. At all, hey, someone just commented they had they fed their children grilled cheese today. That's great. Hey, wish I had grilled cheese. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, good choice. Um, but, uh, so, uh, but here's a guy who's just like driven, uh, who, you know, succeed at all costs and win at all costs. But, but he, the way in which he did it, it's, it's actually kind of ugly to watch. Yeah. Uh, the way he yeah. treats his teammates and the way he manipulates people and motivates them with fear and bullying and different things. Um, yeah. and then, so the question is, um, do the ends justify the means? Um, and mm. how does that actually, how should that change how we look at what he achieved as excellent or not? Right. And, so I, uh, I think when we think about excellence in that category, there's the danger of that because if excellence becomes a race to, to be just the best us, if that's the, mm. the major motivating factor of why we pursue excellence, it's not really Christian excellence. I wouldn't say that. It's not God-honoring excellence. Yeah. The reason we pursue excellence ultimately is to glorify God, number one, and to love our neighbors well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to be good stewards of what we have. Amen. And when we're motivated by those three things, I think the pursuit of excellence is a selfless thing. Yeah. But if you're motivated by excellence just to be the best. It can it can really be just a selfish um, pursuit. And so that's that's how I distinguish like Christian excellence, God glorifying mm-hmm. excellence versus just, you know, the, the sports athlete who's just trying to be the very best. Um, yeah, that's that's a really good that's a really good point and a really good segue to our next question is why do we define the pursuit of excellence as aiming for glorifying God? And I think we've, we've kind of summarized that in a couple different ways, um, mm-hmm. primarily in that it's more about our motivations in the things we're doing than the actual thing we produce or, or yeah. the, the quality of the final product. Um, like we were saying earlier, is it justified by the means that you took to get to that? If it's yeah. uh, self-destructive or destructive of others or not glorifying to God, then it really doesn't matter what you produce. Um, it, yeah. it might bring some sense of pleasure in the moment, uh, but it's not going to be an eternally satisfying thing that you do. So why right. do we why do we then specifically say, OK, if we're going to pursue excellence, that means we're aiming at glorifying God in, in all that we do? Hmm. Yeah, I, I think of the book that I read years and years ago, um, um, The End for Which God Created the World, kind of a, a dense book, but Jonathan Edwards. And, uh, you know, he, he basically the the question or the answer to that question is um, for the, the glory of God. God created the world and the end for which he created all things is his own glory. And mm-hmm. um, and then when you kind of get that concept, and you understand that, hey, everything exists to glorify God. I exist to glorify God. And when mm-hmm. I get myself over to that, I'm actually the happiest I can be. Yeah. But then I get to worship the God who gets all the glory. And there's just ultimate mm-hmm. joy found in that, like, that cycle. And so I think um, when we pursue excellence, we're pursuing excellence that God might be glorified for our own joy. Mm-hmm. Right? Caught up in this Christian hedonism, God is most glorified in us when we're most satisfied in Him. John Piper, you know, ism there. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And so, uh, like, I want the, the main pursuit of excellence in my heart to be the glory of God. And ultimately, that's for my own good, because the glory of God is the thing that I live to, to worship and to delight in. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if my excellence, and I just said this a second ago, but if my excellence is so that I can be seen as the best whatever, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to find ultimate joy in that. That, that's a race that eventually it's self-serving and it, it might feel good on the journey somewhat, but ultimately it's not soul satisfying. Whereas excellence that's done for the glory of God, um, I think it's soul satisfying wherever you're at along the journey. You know, yeah. whatever you're being faithful with, if you have little or if you have much, like you can be excellent and glorifying God in that. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah. Um, I think that you know when I when I think about this this idea of like tying excellence to uh, glorifying God, um, I think the first the first thing I think about is um, Jesus' disciples saying, "Hey, um, basically, how how can I rule in your kingdom? How can I be great?" Mm-hmm. That, and what they're asking is, I mean, they're asking in a sense, they're asking, "How can I be excellent? Like, how can I?" Be excellent, and how can I have influence, and how can I have this this lofty position? And and the 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 and everybody remembers Jesus' response, which is of course you know well you, you get to be the greatest, you got to serve, you know the first to be like you know that that concept right there, like that that idea of in order to do that you must serve, right? Mm, yeah. um, but what gets missed a lot is Jesus doesn't condemn them for desiring the influence or to be excellent. He doesn't, right. he doesn't say anything about that at all. He simply mm. says, your understanding of how to be excellent is wrong. It's not linked through mm. serving, it's linked through being served. And that's what's wrong with their, their worldview in that moment. That's the issue. And Jesus yep. says, oh, no, no, you, you, you've got it backwards. He, mm. but he, what he never says, though, is that you're wrong for wanting that. You're wrong for wanting to be excellent. You're wrong for wanting to have influence. Mm. He doesn't say that at all. He says, you're just going about it all wrong. And mm-hmm. so the, once we wrap our heads around service uh, is um, is the pathway to excellence. It, 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 it's not a, something you have to do to one day be excellent, but it mm-hmm. is actually a way to be excellent. That, that yeah. you're not just serving, you know, just kind of biding your time. I mean, you are serving itself is the act of excellence. Yeah. And so that when you start wrapping your head around it's okay to be excellent. You're free then to pursue it the way Christ says, pursue it. This is what it looks like. And it kind of goes back to my first point. Jesus was the most excellent. Mm-hmm. So he, he models for us what real excellence looks like, what real glory looks like. And so when we pursue a good thing God gives us in a good way God prescribes, yeah. that's excellent. And that's what we're doing. We're linking pursuing excellence mm-hmm. end, which is glorifying God. That's great. Um, so let's let's shift just a little bit as we kind of wrap up this this conversation. I want us to talk about uh, first. What are some practical things we do? What are some ways uh, that we, as a church staff, as pastors, practically pursue excellence uh, at the church or as a church? Um, what are some things that we aim for that we talk about? You know, in our staff meetings. Uh, I know right now we've been doing a lot of new things that we've been trying to learn how to do excellently. Um, so what have been some of your mindsets and prayers and things that you've done during the season to like learn 
how to be excellent in this different time. But just uh, talk about our excellence, pursuit of excellence. I downloaded, I downloaded a logic and a, a logic course and a Final Cut Pro course um, that I did not want to do because mm. I'm having to edit video and I spent hours learning how to use Final Cut Pro. I'm kind yeah. of silly, but I'm being serious. Like I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I realized that, hey, right now with where we're at as a season, you know, walking through this as a church, uh, the way we're communicating with one another is by loading videos online. And, and mm-hmm. I want that to be the best experience possible. So I thought about, you know, I need to increase my skills in this area. Um, two months ago, it would have been probably not a good thing for me to spend an hour or two learning how to use Final Cut Pro. Right. Mm. Um, so I think what one of the things it entails, one of the ways we practically pursue excellence is we we take stock of where we're at. Um, we look at the situation, we look at the people, we look at needs and we say, how can I leverage um, steward what I've been given? How can I love others well? And how can I glorify God through this? And then we we give our energy to it um, and, mm-hmm. and we, we work heartily as unto the Lord. And um, and then at the end of the day, too, I didn't want to get stuck in the cycle of pulling up all the different other churches, Facebook videos that had pro, you know, this and that. Like mm-hmm. I knew at the end of the week, I felt in my heart, this is this was excellence for, for yeah. where we're at. Yeah. Did it have mistakes in it? Absolutely it did. Um, did mm-hmm. it have you know things that could have been done better by someone else? Absolutely. Mm. Um, but I think one of the ways we practice practically pursue excellence is we we think about small things. Um, we think about um, pathways of communicating and we, we ask ourselves those three questions. How can I steward this? How can I love others through this? And how can I glorify God with it? Whether that's in a parking lot, which we, we don't really meet <laughs> right now, or yeah. that's in a lobby or in a restroom mm-hmm. or you know, online presence through social media. Um, yeah. you know, you, the things that you don't think matter, um, the small foxes sometimes spoil the vine, the things that you don't think you really need to be excellent in can really undermine, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of things. I think, uh, I, I've heard the argument from churches, you know, we, we want to focus on what matters. And I agree with that. Like mm-hmm. preaching the gospel is far more important than learning final cut pro. But if, if the way we preach the gospel right now or get the gospel message out is if someone knows how to use final cut pro. Well, mm. then, then humble yourself and learn how to use Final Cut Pro, right? Mm. And yeah. so um, I, I think it's, um, it's just asking some of those questions, removing barriers uh, so that what really matters can be heard and seen. And mm-hmm. um, so those are some of the, the questions I ask myself when I'm thinking about how does excellence matter across the board, you know, at Highview and, and, and all the things that we do. Yeah, I mean, um, I agree. I, I think, uh, you know, both, there's really two uh, bookends of excellence, I feel like, and, and they, 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 don't, they don't war against each other. They, they complement each other. The first is, uh, the first bookend of excellence is priorities and the other is details. So priorities is the biggest picture possible. Like these are things we, we want to do. And so just to give you a little insight into kind of how we went about approaching this pandemic, uh, we as a staff, uh, committed ourselves to really focusing on prioritizing uh, three things once we kind of got into this new mode of working remotely and online services and, and all the like. Uh, and so we, we set out to do three things and just focus our attention on those three things. Uh, so that's a big piece. That's uh, care. Uh, it's community, how we serve the vulnerable our community. 
uh, and its content. So the producing the worship services and, and this material, things like this is a part of that. Once you have that, then Excellence says you can drill into the details. So now that we have an outline of these are the things we're going to really focus on. This is what we can do right now. Uh, mm-hmm. We can't do in-home stuff. We can't do face-to-face pastoral counseling like we use. We can't do with so many other things. But here's the things we can do. Let's focus on those, identify them, focus on them. And then once you yeah. have them, then you can drill into the details of how they get done. And so what I would hope to see, and what I think I've seen from the church and from as we continue to give you an example of how this works, uh, how priorities sharpen uh, excellence in details over time is because we gave ourselves to those three things, we're seeing, I believe, improvements in those things over time. Mm-hmm. And so because we know we're going to talk about, we drill down into the, the details every week when we meet on Mondays as staff and, and then we meet again later in the week. We, we drill into the details of how this should, could be better, how this should be better. And so hopefully you see those implemented in these areas as you go. But, but that applies to the way you approach anything. It, it applies, okay, this is what I need to be doing. And then once you establish that, you drill into the details. I think what frustrates people uh, sometimes and, and why they don't see maybe the level of excellence they want to see in their own life is they never have that, here's what I'm going to focus on moment. Mm-hmm. So everything becomes, it really just becomes a nitpicking festival around little areas, you're mm-hmm. doing, but you never see a big picture at all. Wow, that's so good. You, you literally miss the forest for the trees. Like that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everything becomes a little self-improvement project and there's no big picture at all. Uh, and that just eventually what happens is without a big picture, you lose motivation. Once you lose motivation, you lose momentum. And once you, mm-hmm. you're just not worried about excellence at all. Those things yeah. dropped. And so it, you need bookends and the bookends need to be priorities and then getting into the specific details. Mm. That's, that's really good. Um, uh, one of the things that kept coming to my mind, and I think Josh hit on this as well, is the need for humility to grow in excellence because you've got to be teachable. You've got to be able to evaluate uh, based on some of those top level priorities, whatever you know it's set for us as a as a staff, uh, whatever, uh, maybe even individually. And that's kind of our, our next uh, kind of as we um, move more into how um, how can every believer practice excellence in their day to day life? Um, I think it does come down to being able to actually be. Uh, willing to submit to some some correction, maybe when you evaluate either areas of your life or things you're doing, and to say, "Hey, I can grow in this. I, I need to improve in this." Um, yeah. So it takes humility to to say, "I need to take some time to watch a class or a tutorial on how to do this better." Uh, but I, I totally agree with with Pastor Chad as well that, "Hey, like if if our goal wasn't serving the church better and glorifying God better." then I wouldn't be motivated to make sure, you know, the things that I'm responsible for week to week get better or that I'm growing in the things that I need to correct about uh, the areas of ministry I'm responsible for. So uh, I think that's crucial. And I even want to uh, you know, take that into a personal account as well, not just with our our job as church staff, um, but like how can uh, how can believers personally uh, maybe even give some examples? Uh, how can we pursue excellence? personally as believers yeah i think it starts and you're mentioning this tyler but it starts uh with a mindset um 
hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. I got my son walking up here. It starts <laughs> with a uh, it starts with a mindset. So um, you know, if if you're gonna challenge someone to start pursuing excellence, one of the first things I want to say to them is be careful that your mindset is not um, in kind of a competitive mode. I can't tell you how many times as a musician or a guitar player, I've wanted to, this happens more than I'd like to admit. Yeah. Like I get some time and I'm like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to work on my instrument. I want to get better. I really want to learn a song. And then I pull up, you know, some, a song I want to learn and I start working on it. And a couple of things can happen depending on my mindset. Um, I can either be overwhelmed by another person's current level and just quit altogether or mm-hmm. I can um, humble myself and say, I'm not there yet, but what it's going to take is me embracing where I am at and taking the next step, taking the next step and taking the next step. And so, um, you know, uh, having the right mindset of this is not about me being better than someone else. This is about me. And I keep going back to these three things, mm-hmm. but stewarding, loving and glorifying God. And when when that's your mindset, excellence, um, you know, excellence can become a part of your life. That's actually mm. it's not something that's discouraging you constantly. Like I've been discouraged so many times by my pursuits to, to play music better because mm. I just want to be better than someone. or I wanted to play it better. But yeah. but there's also been times when I thought, you know, God's given me whatever ability I have and I want to be able to, to use it to glorify him and to bless the church. And, and I found myself really putting in time and energy um, into that. And I, and then I, I grow in my ability. And so, um, you know, I, I think it first starts, if you're going to pursue excellence in your own life, make sure your, your motives are right. And then, mm. you know, Chad just said a second ago, motives are one thing, yeah. but then you also have to have some direction. Like what are those motives Mm-hmm. turn towards like what has yeah. god called you to do what are you gifted at um what are you currently neglecting um what area of your life is not you know serving the church that could be ask some of those questions take stock of what you have take mm-hmm. stock of your motives and then kind of start the start the process start slow don't compare yeah. yourself take step by step and then i think what happens is is over the course of years and uh months and years you look back and you say Wow, I'm I've truly grown in this area, and I didn't even realize it was happening. Yeah, uh, I think uh, as you were saying that uh, um, the only thing that the scripture tells us to be competitive about is outdoing one another and showing honor. So really, like we're supposed to be doing the things we do uh, to honor others, and I think if our pursuit of excellence sets us against someone else, um, then it's not glorifying God. Uh, right. it's, it's ultimately some sort of self glorification. So I think even in that we need to be checking and saying, okay, am I, am I outdoing others and showing honor to everyone around me through what I'm pursuing? Um, that was just interesting you know, in my mind. I thought, you know, we, we're called to Amen. not be competitive, but we are to be competitive if it's outdoing others and showing honor and love. So. Right. Amen. I think um, the biggest thing to understand about when Paul says uh, all things, um, when, when we're talking about all things, uh, whether we mm-hmm. uh, do all the glory of God, that kind of thing. When, when we're talking about all things, the most important thing, it's not to, it's not to create some type of uh, obsessive um, desire in you to mm-hmm. constantly improve at every single thing all the time. Right. The same, yeah. what, what he's, what he's referring to there is it's really more of a mindset of understanding that nothing that you do in life 
uh, is the level at which you do it, whatever you do, should be done to the glory of God, and that nothing is inconsequential. I mean, that's the point. The point yeah. is the scope of, of our concern for excellence. Uh, and it should be in anything we do, do it as if to glorify God. If it's worth doing, mm-hmm. do it unto the glory of God. And that's yeah. that, that's his point there. And I think that um, if you if you miss the bigger purpose of what he's getting at, which is every single thing is an opportunity to glorify God. Yeah. You've really missed what that's he's good. trying to say. That's really good. Um, so I want to wrap us up here. One last question. And I just want to open it up to both of you guys to speak kind of pastorally to Hive Church or whoever else might be listening. Um, as we pursue excellence, what do we do when we fail to reach or maintain excellence in all things? Because obviously we are human beings. We aren't always going to, to live up to our own standards, much less God's standards. So, so what do we do? What's the response when we fail to reach the excellence or pursuit of excellence uh, or even to maintain that? What, what do you guys think kind of pastorally? How would you speak to people who struggle yeah. with failure? I w- I'd have a conversation first with that person and ask some questions. So there's different reasons why you may not have reached a level of excellence. Was it because of laziness? Was it because of you just didn't mm-hmm. try? Was it because you did try, but you weren't as good as you thought you should be? Like I'd, I'd probe mm. with some questions and see what that failure really entailed. Huge. But another thing I would I would say is like um, you need to realize that that's what you have in common with everyone else. In yeah. other words, failing to, to reach a level of excellence. A lot of times we think if I man, I want to be like everyone else and I want to excel at everything. When really what we have in common is not that we're awesome. It's that we're not awesome. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. what we all have in common as people is that we're fallen. We're broken. We make mistakes. We don't live up to what we want to live up to. And just um, relaxing from that. Um, You know, the uh, scripture says a righteous man falls seven times but gets back up. Mm -hmm. Like excellence is not achieved by victory, victory, victory. It's achieved by not quitting. Right. It's achieved by the grind and continuing, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, also um, there's there's spiritual implications to this, too. You know, sometimes like my pursuit of excellence with trying to make videos better on a Sunday morning is mm-hmm. not an issue that I'm repenting to the Lord of. You know what I mean? Like, when, yeah, when, when yeah. I finish, I wasn't like, Lord, forgive me that I use those really corny edges on the video, yeah. you know, um, but it's mm-hmm. it's. At the same time, I think depending on how I engage my own heart with my level of excellence, I may need to repent mm. of that. It may reveal pride or it might reveal mm. other things. And so um, I think, you know, it's a it, you, t- you take it to the Lord. You ask yourself some questions about how you're thinking about excellence and, and what your motivations are. Um, and um, you, you know that uh, just like I am with my young boy who's trying to always, Hey dad, watch me do this. Hey dad, watch me do this. He's trying to be excellent at everything, but the truth yeah. is he's five years old and he's kind of clumsy and you know, doing what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Like my heart is pleased by him saying, Hey dad, watch me. And to mm. know that the heart of the father towards us when we're pursuing excellence for his glory is that he's like, yeah, good job, man. You know, and it's mm. not like you could have done that a little bit better. Like, yeah. you know, that, that Taekwondo kick was a little shaky there, Eli. You couldn't have done that a little better. I've never said that. You know. <laughs> yeah. I've always been like, man, you're a ninja. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, so I, I think knowing that we have a heavenly father that um, that smiles down on us when we are pursuing glorifying him and is not like, you know, there's so many people that do it better than you. That's not his disposition at all. Mm. That's a comforting thought. 
wow, that's good. Yeah, that's that's good. I mean, I, I just think the whole thing um, hinges on identity. So if if your identity, if if you're an amazing guitar player, and you know Josh is an amazing guitar player, but if if um, I think Josh does a really good job, I don't think he derives mm-hmm. identity out of that. Um, mm-hmm. Ironically, it's not always the things that you're the best at you derive identity about. It's the things you want to be the best at that you derive identity from. So it might not be. It's, mm-hmm. A lot of times we don't care about the things we're really really good at naturally. We want to be good at what someone else is good at. Um, mm. at something else that we want, you know, to, 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 to take identity from, but it's all about yeah. identity. if your identity is firmly rooted in Jesus. Um, then when I, uh, when I, when I preach a, a bad sermon, um, which, you know, uh, happens frequently, there, mm. there's a state of despair that creeps in or the sense of like, I need to, I need to quit or the sense of, mm. but it also frees me up. Um, the, the, the less I cling to or derive identity out of something I'm doing and the mm-hmm. more it's, it's rooted in Jesus, the how I can tell that in my own heart is I'm more receptive to feedback. I'm right. more receptive to correction. I'm more like, yeah. I'm not like personally, like you're, you're telling me like, Hey, I think you could do this better, this better. And I'm just sitting there seething going, Oh yeah, sure. Mm. But inside I'm destroyed. You know, there's a sense of like, you, you're free, you're free to mm-hmm. uh, now. Do we all nail that? No. Uh, we all have identity right. issues and struggle with things, but, right. but identity is the key. If your identity is rooted in Jesus, you're free to to look at yourself more objectively and go, eh, "I could do better at that." That's fine, and you're not your personal sense of well being mm. is not destroyed. Amen. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think it's uh, exactly what you just said. Actually, that will cause us to to desire to do things to a higher standard because we're then our identity is right and hopefully our aim in doing it is for his glory, not for ours. So that's, yeah, that's so true. Well, thank you guys for, for jumping on for this conversation. Uh, hopefully you've benefited. If you've listened through our series about our 10 core commitments at Highview church, if you haven't, I would encourage you to go back, uh, listen to that archive of episodes and, and those, you those will be things you hear. Do what? I said, we finished them all up today. We did. Right. Yeah. We're, we're wrapping up the series. So this is the uh, final well, Highview podcast ever. It's been, no, that's time. not, that's not how that works. We're going to be, we're going to be back. We're going to be back. We're going to be doing something else. We'll, we'll figure out what we're going to talk about next, but um, we're glad you guys jumped in and joined us. Listen again, like I said, to that archive of episodes. These are things you're going to be hearing. If you're a part of the Highview community, uh, you're going to be hearing these commitments over and over because they're things that we're committed to. So um, we want to thank you again for joining us on this podcast. Uh, if you are listening to, to just the audio, we want to ask you to go and give a, a like and a, share and some kind of rating if your platform allows that and just let us know how you think we're doing if you're watching us on facebook live thanks for joining us here we're hoping to keep this going uh, even after we're uh, out of the social distancing time that we're in but we're glad that all of you joined us and we'll see you again next time